grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text from Isaiah. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Dear friends of Christ, you know it's kind of interesting that we hear sermons about Jesus' birth at Christmas and Christmas Eve. We don't hear a whole lot on sermons about the virgin birth. I mean, just, just the virgin birth, just the miracle itself. And of course, you know, you ask the question, why is that? Why don't we talk about the miracle, the virgin birth? Uh, um, again, there are a lot of people, churches, pastors, that, that don't believe in the miracle of the virgin birth anymore. They just believe that it's put in there as, as a symbol, symbolism. But, and we can kind of understand that, you know, they, they also deny a lot of the miracles that are found in Scripture. They just lay them aside and say, well, miracles don't really happen. And we can understand that from a human logistical standpoint. It just makes sense miracles wouldn't happen. But I think there's another reason why we seldom hear people preach on the virgin birth. It doesn't seem very relevant to our human lives. It's, it's not practical. What do we do with the virgin birth? Well, even if people believe in the virgin birth, it, does, it, just, it doesn't have much impact, does it, in, in, in what we do or how we live? Well, this morning, I want to use the words from our prophet Isaiah, written in about 730 years before that first Christmas day. So 730 years before Christ was born, Isaiah foretold. The Lord himself will give you a sign. There is that sign. A virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and she will name him Emmanuel, God with us. Now that's, well, that's quite a unique prediction. 750 years before the event, how do you suppose God's going to make this one come true? How's a virgin going to give birth? course we have the ability of looking back and we know that the Holy Spirit came and visited the Virgin Mary and we get to know the whole story and indeed the virgin birth is an incredible miracle but we're also going to discover today I think that the virgin birth plays a huge role in our lives um, the virgin birth challenges us to believe in something much larger in this world than what we can see the virgin birth challenges us to believe in miracles. And so our theme for this morning, God gave us a miraculous sign. Our text begins with Isaiah coming to comfort the king of Judah. Uh, the promised land at this time was divided into two kingdoms. You had uh, Israel, the kingdom of the north, and Judah, the kingdom of the south. And each kingdom had their own king. King Ahaz was the king to the south, ruling out of Jerusalem. However, King Ahaz was a bad guy. He was a wicked king. And he, you know, of course, to, to kind of tell you how wicked he was, he sacrificed his own children. Can you imagine that? Now, sacrificing your own children to heathen gods, false gods? Okay. Our text begins in the year 730 B.C. God spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign. 
Whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights, God was willing to give Ahaz a miracle. All Ahaz needed to do was ask. How many of you wanted a miracle before? And God's telling Ahaz, you got one. Just tell me what it is. Make a request. And Ahaz really needed to ask for a miracle. You know why? Because the southern kingdom was being sieged. The northern kingdom, Israel, had made a compact, uh, a treaty, uh, an agreement with Syria that they would come down and destroy the southern kingdom. So the northern kingdom, God's people, got together with the enemies of God to attack God's people in the south. And you can imagine God's not too pleased with that. But God says about all that rebellion, He says, King Ahab, you don't have to worry about that political threat. I'm going to deliver you. Don't worry about it. God is going to perform a miracle to save His people from the enemies. And in fact, God did wipe out the the northern tribes of Israel. In the year 722 B.C., they came in and they wiped them off the face of the map. They became no more. They're gone for all history, just as God threatened. They became reduced, Isaiah says here in chapter 7, to smoldering pieces of wood. The Lord certainly had power to perform such a miracle. The Lord has the power to perform any miracle. However, incredibly, Ahaz refused the miracle. The Lord wanted to help. Ahaz said, no thanks. So Ahaz made plans of his own to save his own nation, to save his own country. And that's when God confronted him. And God said, Ahaz, ask your God for a sign. Ask me. I'll show you that I have the power. Now Ahaz could have asked for anything. He could have asked for any sign, anything under heaven. The Lord would have granted it. The Lord said he would. The Lord is ready to give him a miracle. Why was God willing to give a miracle to a wicked king? Well, God wanted Ahab's heart. God wanted Ahab to believe in him and be saved. But how did Ahab respond to God? Well, he said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. On the, on the surface, that sounds kind of pleasing, King Ahab's response. Sounds as if he didn't want to bother God. You know, God's too busy and all. He's got too much to do, and why, why bother with such a mundane thing? However, this, this response is quite rebellious. It's like saying, you know, God, I don't want to bother you because you don't have the power to, to do everything. You're kind of a small God. You're a little God. And I... And I'm not going to bother you with mundane tasks down here. You've, you've got enough to do just controlling the universe, and maybe you ought to pay attention to the greater things and stop messing those up. Sometimes we do that to the Lord, too. Sometimes we piously say, I don't want to bother the Lord. He's too busy. Really is an excuse to not pray, though. But has it ever crossed your mind that God isn't bothered? 
Has it ever crossed your mind that nothing is too big for the Lord to accomplish? Nothing. We make God small and insignificant when we claim that He doesn't have time or that He doesn't have the power or that He doesn't have the authority to do the mundane tasks. I won't put the Lord to the test. It sounds pious. It sounds humble. But King Ahab was anything but pious and humble. King Ahab was proud and defiant, rebellious. He turned down this golden opportunity to give for the Lord to give him a sign. Now, other people in the Bible had asked the Lord for a sign, and God had no problem with it. God granted it. You remember Gideon? Gideon told the Lord, you said that you would rescue Israel through me. I'm not so certain, right, he says. I'll place, I'll place some wool on the threshing floor. If there's dew in the wool, while all the ground is dry, then I'll know that you'll rescue me, Israel, through me, just as you said. And that's what happened. God gave him a miracle. And Gideon was bold enough to ask for another miracle. He said, well, this time, I want the wool to be dry while the ground is wet. And God granted that miracle, too. However, King Ahaz, he didn't want a miracle. He didn't want a sign. He refused to listen to the Lord. He wanted credit for saving Judah from their enemies. Ahaz, the way Ahaz responded caused Isaiah to say, Isn't it enough that you try the patience of mortals? Must you also test the patience of God? Ahaz wanted things his way, and you know what? That's the way it is in our lives, too. We want things our way. We do things our way, too. We lie. We cheat. We disobey. We can be stubborn as a mule, just like Ahaz. But God wants to help stubborn people like Ahaz. Stubborn people like you and like me. He wants to give us a sign wants to give us a miracle. And God has given us a sign. Given us a sign to believe in Him. A sign that is like a banner that flows in the sky. A banner for all to see. A powerful sign to follow Him. The Virgin Mary gave birth to a son and named Him Jesus. God challenged Ahaz to receive a miracle where this morning God is challenging you to receive your miracle. Will you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? He's the only one who is able to deliver you from your powerful enemies, from the enemies of sin, death, and Satan that besiege your territory. But when we're in Christ, the devil has no power over you. God holds all the power. God holds all the power in the palm of His hand. And you know what God says about believers who are in the palm of God's hand? He says, I will give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. God delivers us. And He's given us a sign to prove it. The virgin miracle, it challenges us to believe that God will set us free. 
He'll set us free from all sin, from all danger, from all troubles, for all eternity. Jesus is our only hope to be saved. He's our deliverer. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. And Ahaz refused the sign. His soul dwells in the deep recesses of hell. He refused God's miracle. But we don't refuse it. We receive it. We embrace the miracle. A virgin will be with child and give birth to a son. You know, the normal headline would be, mother gives birth to a baby. No big deal, right? But when the headline reads, a virgin gives birth to a baby, now that's noteworthy. That grabs your attention. Think of things that grab your attention. You know, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden your check engine light pops on. And it flashes in front of you and that grabs your attention, right? Well, what do you do? Well, if you're wise, you pull over and you go to a mechanic as soon as possible so that you don't have engine problems. Again, that gets your attention. Well, don't forget the light that shined down on the Bethlehem manger. That light shining in the darkness is there to get our attention too. It's a sign. And he came as a miracle, not only as a child, not only as a miracle child, but as a sign. He came a virgin birth, yes, but as our Savior. He's the only miracle we need. He gives us the miracle of salvation. Now, again, the prophecy. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. And so the prophecy says there's going to be a sign, there's going to be an infant of a virgin birth, and as soon as that baby is born, God's going to be with you. God's going to be walking on earth. The God of all creation. The sign given so you won't miss Jesus. And it all began with a sign. God is with us. And you receive this miracle. Every time you come here to this altar, you receive His body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. You receive the sign. This is your miracle. The body and blood of Christ and the bread and wine for the forgiveness of all your sins. A miracle takes place here every time you receive Him. For you are the temple of God. God is with us. Emmanuel. It's a miracle of His presence. And it all began with a sign. Here to comfort you. Here to strengthen you. The sign of the virgin birth was given so we won't miss him. A sign that's supposed to get your attention. A sign to wake you up. Got Mary's attention. It certainly shook up her life. The angel Gabriel told her how she would conceive the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then the angel spoke these, these words. Nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that nothing's impossible with God? Where's your God small? Do you believe the virgin birth? 
Do you believe the sign that God has given for all to see? The angels proclaimed His birth. The shepherds proclaimed His birth. The magi proclaimed His birth. Do you? Believe in things much bigger than you. Believe the sign of God because God has given us a miraculous sign. The virgin birth, it challenges how we view life. The virgin birth shows that God can enter into our world and God does perform miracles, even though they're rare. And a sign of the greatest miracle of all is God becoming one of us. The Word, Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Every word of the Bible is true. The virgin birth is important for our faith. You see, the child was conceived that was conceived in the Virgin Mary's womb is the Lord our God. He was conceived without sin. Now, I was conceived in sin. My mom and dad gave birth to me, and Adam's sin was passed down to me just like it has been passed down to you. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, no sin. Perfect, pure, sinless Son of God. Lying in the Bethlehem's manger. And the virgin birth, well, it's a powerful sign that says Jesus is God in human flesh. He's the prophesied one of old. And He's come. He's here to be your Savior. He's here, sinless, pure, and holy, And He is the pure source of forgiveness. He is a pure life, the source of pure life that we need for salvation. This is your miracle. Embrace it. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.